all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation, brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Everyone to the beautiful butterfly show. I'm your host Bianca Fly, and uh, you guys are out there listening, man. Let me tell you, we are in store for a special treat tonight, you guys. We got Pastor Rich in the building, you guys. We're going to be talking about his new book entitled "I Can't Keep Dating Like This." And I'm going to tell you guys, as I was listening to this show, uh, uh, actually reading his book, um, I was sharing uh, with some of my lady friends. We were sitting around, we were talking about it, uh, so they gave me a lot of insight onto what he was saying in this book. And I'm telling you, this is a real talk book. I think a lot of times, you know, when we get books, um, especially some of us think, you know, oh, a pastor, you know, is writing this book, so it's going to be from a different type of perspective, but this is a real true serum type of book, you guys, so I'm excited about having him on the show tonight. I'm going to bring him in uh, shortly, but I want you guys to go ahead and download our app. That's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android, so that you can listen to not only the beautiful Butterfly Show, but the other awesome platforms that we have over here on your radio network. And if you're out there, maybe you have a question or a comment, or you just want to show Pastor Rich some love this evening, feel free to do so. All you have to do is call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, and uh, press the number one if you want to get up on the line, and we will definitely bring you on. So we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. We're going to bring the man of the hour on here. Pastor Rich, are you there? I am here. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. It's just hot here in Mississippi. It's 100 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Bless your heart. I thought I was struggling in North Carolina with 92, uh, but I know that's something uh, even extraordinary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. It is hot. It is hot down here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and, and hanging out with me for a bit this evening. Definitely appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I'm, I'm humbled and gracious that someone would want to listen to a guy like myself. And so uh, I'm just humbled <laughs> that you even invited me. Absolutely, absolutely. So for the folks out there, including myself, tell us a little bit about who is Pastor Rich. Well, uh, I'm not really sure if one thing defines me, um, but, you know, I am, of course, I'm a pastor, senior pastor of the Word Center here in the great mm-hmm. city of Jackson, uh, Mississippi. I'm a former sociology uh, professor. I'm a businessman. I'm a brand manager and consultant, so I help people build their brands and I do just various okay. things or what have you. So I'm not limited by just one thing. I do yeah. a couple of things. Yeah. and. Uh, Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is fantastic. And, of course, 
uh, this evening. We are uh, definitely book. I can't keep dating like this, which I have to say is a phenomenal read. Um, I definitely uh, was intrigued by every page on this. What led what led up to this point of uh, because of, of you being a pastor, you know, helping folks create their brand. What made you decide? You know what? Folks are dating. And, and they're dating wrong, and they're doing some things that are not helping them, you know, get to where they want to be. What made you decide that you were going to create a book for folks? Well, well, two things. Two things um, caused me to create this book or to write this book. Um, the first thing was that um, as I, you know, had many counseling sessions, I interviewed mm-hmm. people uh, from the last three or four years, and I noticed that people were making the same mistakes over and over. And the mistakes mm-hmm. that people were making, it wasn't limited to whether or not they were in church or out of church. Uh, it didn't matter right. whether they had money or was broke. It didn't matter whether they right. were celebrity status or average Joe. They all made the mm-hmm. same mistakes. So I said, well, why isn't right. anyone talking about this? The same mistakes mm-hmm. people are making over and over again. And so I decided right. to basically take some of those mistakes and put a framework behind it. And that's how I Can't Keep Dating Like This was birthed. Uh, also, another thing which made me really examine dating, I was playing golf with one of my friends who uh, I went to school with, single guy, very successful, a PhD. Uh, I mean, he's tall, dark, and handsome that all the ladies like. And, I, and we were playing golf one day, and he said, you know, he called me you know, by my nickname that everybody know me by. He said, you know, I'm never going to get married. He said, why hmm. get married when, uh, when I can do all the married stuff without, well, without, without all the stress? In other right. words, there were women out there who were willing to lower the standard mm-hmm. for him so there was no right. reason to take it further to the next level. And I say it right. let me know that people were obviously dating wrong. And so that's what caused me to really look into it, and I began to do the research. I began to conduct the interviews. I began to kind of think and reflect back on all of the spiritual advisory right. sessions and counseling sessions that I had. And so once again, thus, that's how the book was birthed. Wow, wonderful! You know, and the thing about that is, um, in listening to your friends say that, um, I've heard that a lot over the past years um, about uh, men not wanting to get married um, because uh, there's a little saying, you know, "Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free?" And so, right. you know, the thing about it is, you know, people believe that. And so, why do you believe that this has been created to where, you know, well, even you know, women. Women have set this up to where men um, don't feel obligated uh, to marry them because, like you said, they're playing the role as a wife. Um, so, you know, how did this come? How did this come about? Do you feel? How do you think we got to this point where you know there was no longer a chase or pursuit for things, but you just give it up so easily? Well, for, first of all, there are sociological factors that are involved. Uh, the sociological factors include more women are being birthed than males. So now we're outnumbered severely. So as a result, you know, there are more uh, ladies who are available than, than men who are available. But, uh, but you know, to, to answer really the second part uh, of your question, uh, it's also the biological clock. Uh, what happens, and I think I put, it, I put this in my book, 
is that the older that you get, you begin to diminish your standards. So when you hit around that 25 or 30 and grandma begins to put pressure on you, say, baby, when are you going to give me some grandkids? And, you know, and your auntie, right. they putting pressure on you. I'm talking about when are you going to get married? And you're like, yeah. married? I ain't even got a boyfriend yet. What are you talking about? Right. Married and kids and stuff like this. And so as you begin to hit 30 and then that biological clock begins to tick, and, and, and you begin to progress and get older, your standards begin to lower. Well, mm. well, that makes it easier for some, you know, Johnny come lately to come in and take advantage of you lowering your standards. Uh, this is why I tell the singers in my church, I don't care if you're 35. You need to hold up to your standards. Yeah, some of your standards may be a little higher, and I'll deal with that a little later, but you need to hold on to some of your basic principles. Don't, don't become someone else in order to get someone else. Mm, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and so the thing about it is, because you had, and, and I agree with that, because I had a girlfriend of mine who um, actually she's in her early 20s, and she's going through that stage right now because all of her sisters have gotten married. They've had kids. Mm-hmm. And so now she's feeling some type of way. And so she's in this rush. <laughs> You know, it's constant, like, I'm, I'm I'm, lonely, you know, I'm looking for a mate, and she's really getting frustrated, you know, with the whole dating scene, which is why I'm getting ready to purchase this great book for her <laughs> so that she can read it. Oh, but, yeah. um, you know, what would be your advice? What would be your advice to, to those single women out here? You know, the pressure is on. Um, they're feeling the need to, you know, get in a relationship, get married, get kids. What would be your advice to them about, you know, just slowing down the process and, you know, and, and so much enjoying the journey? Slowing down. I mean, you, you answered that. Yeah. Slowing down, uh, getting your credit right, uh, getting exercise and keeping your body right. You know, go ahead and get your few degrees and uh, making sure that yeah. you have uh, have your life in order because, uh, what what I'm finding is that established men are now looking for people to bring something to the table. As opposed Absolutely. to 15, 20 years ago, a man just wanted uh, someone just to kick it with. He wanted someone just to say, you know, I'm married, someone to make love to him and all that good stuff. But now in the modern day age, you're looking for men who have degrees, they have jobs, they have their own homes. They're looking for a lady who's now established and now can bring something to the table. Uh, my wife said something that I, I think that was very pivotal. Uh, she said something in a message uh, she preached called the good wife. Uh, she said, mm-hmm. don't let what somebody else bring to the table be the only thing that you have to eat. Mm. And, mm. And, and that's where a lot of ladies set themselves up for failure, is that where they don't Absolutely. have anything uh, to bring to the table, and as a result, they end up getting used in the process and left without something. So at this time, you know, ladies need to really be, you know, just focusing on themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the uh, things I definitely wanted to discuss coming out of your book, uh, which is in previous uh, shows that I've did concerning relationships and, and dating and so forth, uh, one of the things you touch on in your book is the list. And I've had some very interesting <laughs> discussions about, about this list that a lot of us ladies like to create uh, for our potential mates. What is what, what Rich's thoughts on the list? <laughs> well, 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 so many things formulated in that list. Once again, like I said, I'm a former sociology professor, so I study people. And you have right. to understand that who we are right now is a, is a, is a conglomerate, it's a it's a conflation of all the things that we've seen, we've experienced, 
uh, we've uh, been exposed to, all of these things make up who we are. And so now you're coming up, you're in school and uh, maybe, you know, elementary school and you see certain shows or whatnot that makes up uh, this perfect man. And then you, you watch this particular television show and then you see somebody else's husband. And so now, now you, you're 18 and you're 20 and you have a collection of all of these thoughts of what mm-hmm. in your mind is a good man. Well, the problem right. is that many times we pull from tainted sources. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. in the book, we're looking at somebody's marriage on TV or in our family, and we don't really know whether or not that marriage is really as good as it looks. So right. now you're Absolutely. emulating your life after something that's fake, that's a mirage, that right. really doesn't exist. Okay. So now your list okay. is pulled from a tainted source. So as a result, now you're looking for someone in your mind that doesn't even exist naturally. Absolutely. Uh, and, 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 you know, so that, that, that list gets a lot of people in trouble. And it's not just for women. It's for men, too. We have these proverbial mm-hmm. lists uh, that we, you know, make up in our mind, and we end up looking for someone, like I say, that doesn't exist naturally. Right. Absolutely. Because you have, you know, and, and for some of my, you know, male friends, for them, you know, it's looking for that particular type of woman. And you even, you know, gave some descriptions of those type of women in your book, you know, the ones long hair, small waist, you know, big bottom, mm-hmm. the whole ideal. And we don't realize that, you know, you don't realize what type of person you might be dealing with, you know, seeking those type of characteristics, you know. That's right. That's right. Shallowness. I think it's very shallow to look at some of those superficial characteristics. And true love looks beyond that. Yeah, you want somebody that looks good to the eye. Everybody wants eye candy. But what do you do 25 years from now when the eye candy is no longer candy? It's no. Mm. I need somebody yeah. with some substance. I need something that's going to last beyond the big butt and the and the nice round breast. I need somebody uh, that, you know, I can look at building a retirement with and, you know, spending time at a vacation home with or what have you, that we can talk about politics and that we can talk about more than, uh, you know, the, the housewives of Atlanta. I need somebody with some substance. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what do you feel um, are are some of the challenges that people are facing now, specifically when it comes to dating? Because as you said, we're so caught up, um, especially with what we see on social media, what we see on reality shows, that everybody's thought process, or I would say some people, some people's thought process when it comes to seeking a mate um, or even, you know, tr- trying to go out here and date is somewhat warped. And so do you, I mean, do you believe, because um, let's go back to even courting. Um, courting is something uh, that my, my my mother and my grandmother talked about for years. And so do you believe, <laughs> do you believe like we, we have just forgot about courting and we just, you know, we zooming straight past it and, and trying to get to exactly what we want when it comes to, to the dating? Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, once again, um, you know, it's, it's about it's about time. Um, you know, um, my pastor even wrote a book, a great book called The Ten Rules of uh, Dating. And uh, mm-hmm. in that book, he talks about unpacking a person, taking time to ask the right questions. Even in my book, I, I gave some questions to ask a person. Uh, we, we're, you got to realize that in the generation we're living in, I call it the microwave generation. We want everything fast. We want fast food. Absolutely. Uh, we want Absolutely. success fast. Definitely we want a fast yes. track to degree. <laughs> we want we wanna yes. we wanna lose weight fast. It took us ten years to put on the weight, but we wanna lose it as soon as we start working out. So we quit uh, after 
two months of working out because it's not coming off as fast uh, as we wanted to come. So we want everything fast, and it's fast-paced. So now, as a result, people skip the steps, the courting process. See, see, see dating, dating is an interview. And mm-hmm. in an interview, they ask you specific questions to see that you qualify. Absolutely. For the position. Well, the problem is, first of all, people, I, I found, and I told my church this a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to the singles, um, there were some interviews I didn't even get called to. Because mm-hmm. that person didn't feel that my resume fit the qualifications for the position. We've lowered our standards so much that we're allowing ourselves to interview anybody. So anybody that shows interest, we give them our number. Right. So right. first of all, I need to vet the person to see if you're even marriage material. Because if you're not marriage material, then I'm not going to even waste my time in calling you to the interview. Mm-hmm. Once we're in the interview, yes. once we're in the interview, I got to have a certain line of questioning, and sometimes I need to ask the same question in a different way to see if you're lying, to see if you overtalk yourself. So now right. I got to ask certain questions to find out: Do you really fit this, this, this? You know, this proverbial list that I have sometimes, and it could be a great list, it could be a false list, but even my list of standards, do you fit where I'm going in life? And do you fit, you know, the type of life that I want to live? But what happens many times is that after we call somebody to the interview, we end up paying them before we even hire them for the job. So now Mm. you start dating and having sex with a person before they even get the position. Yes. So so Absolutely. now you get angry when somebody don't show up to work. Why show up to work <laughs> when I'm gonna get paid anyway? But I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And the, and the thing about it is though, like, you know, we we get upset when that happens. We get upset when we meet somebody, and if we if you have sex with them, and that person you know, is not responding in the way you did. I, I mean, I hear it all the time from my girlfriends. Like, girl, I went out, you know, we, we might have had, you know, we had sex, and I ain't heard from them. Like, you know, well, what to expect? You know what I'm saying? So the thing about it is, like, we, we are all caught up in our emotions. A lot, a lot of times, um, you know, some of us have this sense of feeling because someone has taken the time to wine and dine us and have sex with mm-hmm. us that that's, like, grounds for a relationship. <laughs> and so, you know, mm-hmm. Why have we gotten to the point where we think, you know, a, a nice dinner and some great sex has become the, the plateau for a, a great relationship? Because we don't understand the opposite sex. Uh, yeah. uh, Dr. John Gray wrote a book years ago, probably 20 years ago, called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Yeah. And in this uh-huh. book, he talked about the particular makeup of a man and of a woman. See, if you yeah. understand that a man is a hunter, even the Bible alludes to that. He that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. In other words, right. that 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 you need to be somebody that's, that 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 allows yourself to be sought after. Meaning that you need to allow a man to hunt. So what happens is when you have a couple of dates, you have sex with a person. Now he's mm-hmm. killed you. So now the man mm. goes on to the bigger trophy. So now you give right. him nothing to seek after. What's attractive right. to a man is that when you say no to him. Mm-hmm. If he's a real man, he'll stick around. If he's a boy, he'll go to somebody else. Right. You see? So, so, so when you have sex too so, soon, you become conquered. 
and men are hunters. We need the thrill of the hunt. We need the thrill of of of, of um, being hard to get. You understand what I'm saying? So so right. so ladies, what they've done is they've allowed themselves to be conquered and killed too fast. And so as a result, a man lose interest because he say, look, if I got it in three days, I wanted it to God before me get it in three days. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and it's and it's a it's a, a a part of your book. You know, you talk about uh, unprotected about you know your home and and how you know uh, the dog was was pooping on your lawn and you kept trying to find out like okay where is this dog coming from? And so you you mentioned that so many singles lives are defaced with relational feces because they did not install proper boundaries to prevent the dogs they were dating from urinating in their lives. Explain to the folks exactly uh, what you mean by that. That's in a chapter called Blurred Lines. Many of us are not taught to have boundaries. Boundaries are rules and standards. These are things saying, you know what, I'm not going to do. You know, and I find mm-hmm. out that when a woman really makes up her mind and says she's not going to do something, what's going to do something, she's going to do it and nothing's going to stop her. You know, when a woman's mind Absolutely. is made up. So, so, yeah. so what we have to do is say, you know what, I'm going to set boundaries. Boundaries tell me where my property ends and where yours begins. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to set up, and this is, the, this is the problem now. This is the problem, what I find with many of these 25 to 35-year-olds. They've made so many mistakes, right? that now they set up reverse boundaries. A boundary is like a fence with a gate. What happens is when you hurt, instead of setting up a fence with a gate, and the gate allows me to, uh, to, to, to review who comes into my yard, I set up a wall instead of a gate. So now I keep mm-hmm. all the bad in, and I keep the good out. This is why many ladies in particular look over good men, they look over good men because they think, watch this, the new guy is going to come in and hurt them the same way as the old guy. So instead of letting a gate where they can review the person that's coming into their lawn, they build a wall, right. and now they miss out on good men that are trying to get in and really bless their life. Also, what, what happens is with reverse boundaries is that when I've been hurt, now I'm not letting anything out. So all of the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, the pain, and the hurt, it stays on the inside. So now when I finally do let somebody on the inside or close enough to me, they can sense the bitterness and the resentment. So they say, you know what? Uh, you got too much baggage. I can't deal with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you've been Absolutely. to the point where, where, where I, I don't even want to deal with you because, see, you only can hide something dead for so long before it begins to stink. So now you got to clean out your yard with the proverbial pooper scooper because somebody <laughs> in your past may have may have dumped in your yard. So now yeah. I got to get rid of this thing because now if somebody comes into my yard and they smell something or step into something, mm-hmm. then I may be losing out on a good opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I can just, <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it, you guys. And if you guys are just tuning in, we are on with Pastor Rich, you guys, and we're talking about his book, I Can't Keep Dating Like This. And, and no worries, we still got a lot more to discuss, you guys. And so uh, if you're out there or if you're on the queue, uh, feel free to call in the number 347-326-9139 is the number. All you have to do is press number one uh, to share your thoughts on your comments. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because we're coming back with more from Pastor Rich right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. We are on with Pastor Rick this evening, and we're discussing his book, I Can't Keep Dating Like This, which is absolutely a phenomenal book. And if you're out there, maybe you got some questions about dating or you want to share your story uh, about your dating journey, feel free to call in the number 347-326-9139. And I see a lot of people on the phone queue, so we definitely appreciate you tuning in and listening. And at any time you would like to speak, go ahead and press 1, and we'll bring you on the line so that you may do so. Uh, Pastor Rick, uh, also, one of my favorite chapters was Being Mary Jane. <laughs> and and yes, this being yes. Mary Jane, uh, which is, you have a lot of, lot of great information. And so one of those you talk about um, no longer the food. And so um, a, a lot of times, you know, with that, and then you also talk about, you know, defining Mary Jane. And in this you talk about how you cannot make contact with this person on your terms. So meaning a lot of times, we have people, or I would say, people have people lined up. You know, when, when, when they get lonely or they're going through a period of time, some people have a, a person on standby that they can call to entertain them and so forth. And so do you think that a lot of times our downfall is keeping people on the back burner who just need to just go away altogether? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, we expect, you know, a blessing when we won't, you know, um, uh, remove our burdens. I I like to use this as an example. Uh, Most ladies Mm -hmm. like shoes, and some of y'all like some expensive shoes, you know. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. but uh, I remember going into my closet one time uh, or whatnot, and I said, you know, um, I, I needed a few more suits. I needed a few more this and a few more that. And then when I looked around, I looked around. I was like, man, I don't have anywhere to put this stuff. (laughs) And so I automatically got the revelation and said, you know what, in order for me to to fit some new stuff in here, updated stuff, some stuff that that is more modern and stuff that's in style, I got to remove some stuff that may have been okay, but is no longer relevant in my life. So there were some times when what I call the dumb periods in our life, when we all, come on now, I don't care who you are, whether you're saved or unsaved, whether you're married, whether you're single, male or female, we've all had some dumb days where we look back and we say we've done some dumb stuff. So, so there are some stuff that happened in our dumb days that say, you know what, you know, I accepted this back then, but I'm no longer mm-hmm. accepting it now. So I got to yeah. remove this stuff. Now, watch this now. Now, watch this now. There was some stuff 
that was still good. It didn't have it didn't have holes in it. It didn't. Um, it, it just it just simply you know was some pretty good stuff, some brand name stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been good for someone else. It just didn't fit me anymore. So the problem right. is, if I tried to get in in those pants, I would either hurt the pants or hurt myself. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't want to move on from old flings, and yes. we end up hurting ourselves or hurting them. So it's Absolutely. not saying that they're bad people. It's saying that they belong in somebody else's closet. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and you talk about, well, we got to be grown um, enough to move on. Absolutely. And, and the thing about you talk about not having access uh, to people doing certain hours. And, and I hear this uh, uh, way too often, you know, especially, you know, girl, you know, some of the girls calling a guy and they're like, I call him all the time, you know, uh, you know, maybe it's seven o'clock or nine o'clock and they can't get a hold of him. And so the dude comes back and he has a million and one excuses of why he wasn't available at that time. And so why do you think it is? Why do you think it is that we as people don't recognize um, <laughs> when we are not being valued, period? Meaning if, if you're calling somebody and you're never able to get in touch with them at a certain time and period, are we hung, so hung up on the fact that we are seeking a mate that we're just willing to settle uh, for being that quote-unquote unknown person? Yes, without a doubt. You know, if you settle, it's yeah. because you want to. Uh, someone told me that yeah. a long time ago, and I never forgot it. Um, you know, and like I say, many people are in love with the notion of being in love. <laughs> and so, so, so they love the idea of being in love. And mm-hmm. so they'll do mm-hmm. any and everything in order to create that particular experience or to create the facade that they're having this experience that they ignore the signs. The truth of the matter is most people they know, but as the old blues song say, actually it's not an old blues song. It was just a couple of years ago. Trey, he said that if, if, if my woman is cheating, I don't want to know. It's the essence of the song. And what happens is many people know that this man may be married. This woman may be married. I just don't want to know. Right. You see, but because right now what they're giving me in this particular season is what I love. Even though I know mm-hmm. it's not right, even though I know that it probably can't, it, it probably won't go to another level, even though I know that he probably won't leave his wife and she won't leave her husband, uh, this is what I like right now. And this generation tends to go with what we feel. So because it mm-hmm. feels good, doesn't mean right. That it's right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, um, and I held a, a little discussion about this um, on Facebook last night, was asking questions. You know, being, and you talk about that in your book, are you afraid to ask questions? And uh, one of the things um, that uh, Renee Michelle out of Chicago said, she said, um, ladies, if you're dating and ask a question that runs the guy away good. It isn't wonderful, um, isn't it wonderful not to waste time being confused thinking he could be the one. If he can run from the question, he'll definitely run from the bill, prayer, sickness, and fidelity. Count your blessings for getting rid of the counterfeit. (laughs) What's her thought? That's right. Or that. So, with that, and I had a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, and I asked, you know, should you be afraid to ask questions? Pastor Rich, now in today's time, 2016, 
what kind of questions should we be asking when it comes to dating? Because for me, when when women ask me, you know, well, what kind of questions? I'm thinking nothing should be off limit. I, I believe that if you want to know something, yes, right. you should ask. Um, so what kind of questions should we be asking now? Well, well, you need to ease into the questions. You don't go into the first date and say, what's your credit score? And right, you see what I'm right. Some of you, you run off of good men because it's like you're, you're too inquisitive. I mean, can we start by, you know, uh, what are your likes, what are your dislikes? Can we, can we start off simple? You, you see, but right. as, as the, the relationship begins to materialize, it's time for mm. your questions to become more substantive. So now I need to know, have you ever hit a woman? I need to know, have you ever jumped on your man and caused him to want to hit you? Have you ever cut somebody's tires up? Have you ever threw a brick through somebody's window? Uh, I I need to know. uh, I mean, really, these these are good things uh, or whatnot. I I need to know some of these things because these things are important. Watch this. Most folk never ask this. So I need to know, brother, how's, how's your relationship with your mom? Right. Because Dr. Henry Cloud said in his book, The Mom Factor, if mom don't love you, nobody loves you. So your relationship with your mom will tell me either you're going to be a mama's boy, either you had a great relationship and she taught you how to love a woman, or you may hate your mom and that, that, that hate that you have for your mom may be projected on me. I need to know that. Right. Absolutely. What's your relationship Absolutely. with your mom? What's your relationship with your dad? Did you have a dad? Mm-hmm. What model of marriage did you have? Were you in a single-parent mm. household? Or, or yes. did you grow up in a household that had both your mom and your dad? Because I need to know where your model of marriage came from. If That's you right. didn't have a model of marriage, who taught you? What did you read? What have you been reading? What have you been feeding yourself with intellectually? Because you may be cute. You may have money, but you may be too dumb for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, one of our listeners, K.L. from Vermont, K.L. Belvin from Vermont, he says, for me, um, I would ask what role does faith play in their life? I know it's not usual, but it's necessary for me. I would also ask them if they have children, where do you work? Um, And one of the things I I felt like I thought he was asking, because he said, I want to know, are they dating or just looking um, and if they're, uh, are they looking for something long term, or are they just enjoying themselves? Because a lot of times it seems that people are under mm. preconceived notions that people want to have long term relationships when they're just looking for a little something on the weekend. <laughs> so, well, well, this, this, you is, know, this is the good thing. Yeah. This is the good thing. Men, yeah. real men, will tell you straight up what you want. It's up to ladies to listen. They'll say, oh, "I'm not yeah. looking for anything serious right now." In other words, I just want to smash and pass. That they're letting you know in their conversation exactly what they want. So mm-hmm. you have to be mature enough to say, you know what, I hear you. Uh, and let me go ahead and tell something to the listeners, too, to those of you who are listening, yes. and those of you who may even listen to the replay, uh, that, that, that the word says in Genesis 2 that when God gave Eve to Adam, he created her as a helpmeet. He didn't say he created her as a companion. So in other words, I don't come over to your house to Netflix and chill. I'm not created to be somebody's companionship. I'm created to be somebody's help. So until you're ready yes. to, to matriculate and materialize into that particular category, then you may not be ready to date, to date me because I'm dating right. on assignment, meaning that I'm not just dating to kick it or to be companion or to do Netflix and chill and to have somebody that you can call when you, you want to, you know, to, to, to sow your royal oats, as it were. I need somebody mm-hmm. that I'm interviewing right 
right now that I know that has potentiality of fulfilling the position that I have vacant in my life. Right. Absolutely. And so you Absolutely. Ask, that's a question you need to ask straight up. Well, what are you looking for? You know, I teach my mm-hmm. singles, no, you date on assignment. I, I don't I don't have time to wait because as long as I have you in my shoe, in my closet, then you're preventing space from the, the, the pair that I really want and really desire. So I can't, right. I can't waste the room uh, and the space and the energy on you when I know good and well that you're not marriage material or you have no intention on getting married. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the the, the thing about it, though, um, and as you mentioned, how a lot of times with men, um, you know, coming out and telling women, hey, you know, I, I'm not looking for anything serious, you know, I'm just, you know, as you say, Netflix and chill type of deal, um, I think oftentimes um, that we as women, you know, we, we go with the mindset, oh, okay, okay, that's what he wants. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to change his mind. You know, if we keep doing this Netflix and chilling after so long, he's going to give in and he's going to want a relationship and, and then it'll progress from there. And then we get upset when it doesn't because we didn't listen it, it, from it the beginning. Right. We didn't listen. The signs were there. It was yep. evident. And, right. and and we didn't, uh, we didn't um, institute proper treatment. Um, and and this is the this is the thing that many women follow. And the guys, we talk about this, and I talk about you know to my guys or whatnot. That some ladies think that their sex is so good that they can change a man. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I, you know, right. I was, I'm real like that. I mean, you got to know you're ready. Yes, so we but it's talk real about though. It. Grown Absolutely, it, it's real though. You you think that that yes. your stuff is sunshine mm-hmm. and that I can literally change this person. <laughs> And cause them to fall, even though I know they said they weren't yes. looking for nothing serious, even though I know yes. they said that they didn't want to get mad. But once I put this on him, oh, he, that's it, man. That's, that's it. But you don't understand <laughs> that, that the 30 tricks you did, you don't understand he got somebody else that's going to do 35. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, so don't, don't, don't fall for the superficial. Mm. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, um, I also like that you mentioned in here, um, which I tell people all the time. Um, you say, if you are single, never confide in anyone of the opposite sex who's married. Tell the folks why they should not confide into anyone of the opposite sex who is married. Well, first of all, whoever gets in your head can have your heart. So now you're telling people, you know, you know, this and that, what's going on and your relationship and, you know, vice right. versa. Most of the time I find what married couples confide in single people. So, you know, you know, he's telling you that what's not happening at home. And what, what happens is that whoever you talk to, talk to the most end up capturing your heart as well. And so now Very there's true. an attraction created because of conversation. Mm. Have you ever seen somebody right. that was, together and you like man he's not really an attractive person but and she's really mm-hmm. cute how, how did he do that well it, obviously absolutely. i guarantee you that it started with conversation it started yeah. with conversation so 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 those are boundaries that you had to create in your marriage even as a single to say you know what i'm not going to listen to him because unconsciously this is what we do men mm-hmm. are fixers and women are nurturers so they naturally mm-hmm. want to nurture the hurt that they hear somebody give them. 
So they say, so if a man comes up and says, you know what, my wife, she's not making love to me, this man, she's thinking, oh, we can fix that. We, we can fix that. <laughs> and so they end up getting an illicit relationship. Just many times they don't mean to, it's because they didn't set the proper boundaries in listening to one another, uh, do, uh, listening to one another, uh, you know, talk about their problems. So you never want to confide right. in somebody of the opposite sex. You, you never want to do that or whatnot. You need to have some, unless, you know, it's in a, a controlled environment. Even the counseling sessions that I have with women, my wife is there. I don't have counseling sessions without my wife being present. Right. You right. see, because those are certain boundaries that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to learn to live life uh, with boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and do you think that oftentimes, um, because a lot of people get caught up in that, especially now with social media, um, you know, where we connect with people on social media and we having those heart-to-heart uh, with people. You know, we're telling them what's going on, how we're feeling. Um, you know, uh, some of us putting, in a, putting it in a post and, and somebody's, you know, delivering an answer through the inbox or the DM if you're on Instagram. And so the thing about it now is that people have that quick access to what's going on in your life, what's transpiring, and all of that. And you talk about that in your book as well, about putting your business out on social media, which is huge nowadays. And a lot of people don't understand the backlash behind that. And let's speak on that a little bit, about putting our our dating or relationships or even marriage issues um, or just problems in general out here on social media. Let me get spiritual for a minute. All right. God is omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. He he knows everything. The word says he knows the hairs that are on our heads. Well, the devil is not. He only can use against you what you give him. So now what happens is you put stuff out there that he doesn't know you're dealing with, but when you put it out there, he used somebody else as an instrument to go ahead and satisfy that thing that you say that you're being bothered by. All because you gave him the bullets to shoot back at you. See, mm. it's, it's important. It's important to keep your private life private. You see, Absolutely. you know, you're talking about you're, you're married and you're, you're posting on Facebook, and I'm going to deal with this even at my church on Sunday. You're married and you're posting on Facebook uh, or whatnot. Uh, everybody knows who you're talking about. So now that leaves room for delicious to come by and say, I see y'all going through some things. You know, is there anything that I can do for you? She's sent by Satan. She's a Delilah in Samson's life. Mm. Mm. And she was sent. And, and you cause that by your post. So sometimes it's best to get quiet, get quiet, because, one, you don't want all this advice from different sources. Because right. everybody, they think, you know, I mean, I have thousands of hours of, 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 of talking to people or whatnot. Uh, I have four degrees. This is what I do. But now everybody can simply attach relationship expert or relationship coach on their page, and you think that they know some stuff and they just stole some quotes from us. So, so you have to be careful when you post it on, on social media. Now what happens is that it opens you up for advice from people who really don't have the answers. Absolutely. Their, Absolutely. their relationship is messed up. So you have to be Absolutely. careful uh, or whatnot in the advent of social media 
or whatnot. Absolutely. Be careful of having people slip in your inbox. If somebody inboxed me too late, uh, and I, I don't answer that. Yeah, I could be up, but I don't answer that. There's a certain cutoff time. Uh, I don't That's answer right. that. I archive uh, most of my messages or what uh, whatnot. I, you know, it's just it's different things that barriers and boundaries that you need to set up. That's right. Uh, when you're dealing with social media, because to be honest with you, most of my problems uh, that come uh, with uh, with counseling married couples ends up with their mm-hmm. phone and social media. Mm-hmm. Somebody slipped in their inbox and they didn't handle it properly. Yeah. Yeah. You see, so it's become Absolutely. a major problem. So you got to set boundaries. If you're going to say we're not going to be on social media past 10 o'clock, then so be it. You need to set those boundaries. Absolutely. And, and I think, unfortunately, you know, we have people on our friends list who are waiting. They're waiting for something to occur with you. So as soon as you post something, you know, or, or you're having a bad moment or a bad day or whatever, some people are ready to zoom right on in <laughs> at, at the point That's where right. you are vulnerable, you're feeling emotional, you know, all these different things. And, and you know, there's taking that particular time to say the right things that you need to hear. So then you yep. begin to gravitate toward them and having an attachment towards them. And before you know it, you know, it has grown into something that, you know, you didn't expect. So a lot of times, you know, we have, like, as you said, we have to be mindful um, of the things that we put out here. And, and and I get so frustrated with people who, you know, they're posting like, well, people are always in my business. Well, they wouldn't be in your right. business if you didn't share it. You know, if you didn't share it, right. tweet it, uh, whatever, they, they would have no knowledge about it. And so I think that a lot of us, uh, and we have to realize, you know, the thing about social media, you know, everything pretty much is retrievable, you know, even if we delete it. Uh, because nowadays, especially with our phone technology, people are screenshotting, you know, all kind of things to get you caught up in the things that you have no business. So we have to be mindful of what we put out here uh, for people to see. Oh, yeah, that, I agree. I concur 100%. 100%. So that's why I deal with it a little bit uh, in my book. I deal with that. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, I, I did want to ask you, uh, when people go, do you believe um, when we when we go um, into these relationships, a lot of people go into um, dating uh, with the mindset of wanting to be married. And some people feel that you shouldn't. Some people should feel you shouldn't expect, you know, to meet your husband or your wife in, in dating, um, that, in that initial dating process. And, and so what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you mentioned, you know, that, you know, we, we have an interview process, you know, and if, if those people are not making the cut through that interview process, we have to move on. So do you think, for those people out there who think, you know, you know, well, well, people have told me that I'm I'm expecting too much when I'm looking for my husband or I'm or when I'm looking for my wife mm-hmm. when dating. What are what are your words um, of of thoughts or encouragement to them? Well, if I'm not going into an interview with the expectation of getting a job, then why am I even going to the interview? Right. The problem is right. that many people are just simply looking for a paycheck. And so they're not interested in making it out of a career. So as a result, these people come in and they're uncommitted. Uh, They don't work hard. I'm just using the symbolism of of a job. So my question to somebody who's listening out there is, what is the purpose of you dating? Why are you wanting to get to I have enough friends. You're, You're 25. You're 30. You're 35 years old. You have enough friends. 
So my question is, why are you dating? What is the purpose behind? See, this is the issue. This is the issue with many other sectors that cross that with our life is that we don't have a purpose for why we do things. Everything, and even the word says, to everything there's a purpose under the sun. So now my question to somebody who's just dating casually, what, what, what is your purpose? What is the purpose of meeting them at the movies? You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You see, if somebody mm-hmm. else want to play, let them play with somebody else. But you got to be so focused on what you want in life that you go after what you want in life. So if you realize that this person, I did a message called marriage material. If you realize this person is not marriage material or it's not marriage material for you, it's time to go ahead and, and, and cut that loose. It's time to go ahead and end that interview because your purpose Absolutely. is to make sure that somebody fulfills this position. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 as we get ready to to wrap things up, uh, Pastor Rich, you've been married over over fifteen years now, correct? Close to sixteen years in a couple of months. Sixteen years in that. What have you learned? You know, is the foundation for maintaining a marriage. What has been your your outlook on the foundations of maintaining a marriage? We have a, you know, everybody's out here, the divorce rate um, was extremely high at one particular time. And so what what have you found to be the foundations of sustaining um, a, a, a marriage? I'm actually going to deal with this uh, um, uh, on Sunday or what have you. Uh, one of the foundations okay. of marriage is communication, which is also the foundation mm-hmm. uh, for any relationship. Uh, you know, what is this person hiding? Anything that's hidden in marriage is demonic, which means that, you know, um, my, my wife have all my passcodes. My wife can pick up my phone at any time and look through it. There's nothing to be mm-hmm. hidden. And that's that's one of the right. first signs that there's not healthy communication and trust in a marriage uh, is when the person is always hiding stuff. You know, they they always Absolutely. walk around on their phone, but you can't ever see it. You don't even have their passcode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. see, so communication uh, is is extremely uh, important. You know, I deal with um, egocentric and empathetic, um, empathetic listening or whatnot. Uh, it's simply listening for yourself versus listening out of compassion to hear your spouse. Most of the time, we don't talk with our spouse; we talk at our spouse. And so, your communication mechanisms are important. These are the things that are practiced while you're dating. You see, you need to start practicing communication. You know, do you listen? Do you condemn the person that you're talking to? You need to listen with an attitude of understanding. You need to be able to withhold judgment from your spouse's ideas or your companion's ideas. You know, you don't say stuff like, oh, that was just a dumb idea. So now what you just diminished them, you, you, you've just prevented them from bringing new ideas to you. Right. Right. You, you right. see, so 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 there are other things like affirming your spouse. I got to constantly affirm my spouse, even when I disagree mm-hmm. with them. I, I have to I have to affirm her, you know, and uh, I have to be able to um, uh, share uh, my own ideas, or I got to be I, I got to be able to share my own ideas once I feel that she is understood, once uh, I feel that she has been heard. So I'm not so quick right. to go ahead and communicate what I want to say about a particular situation without ensuring that she feels heard. Because a woman, every woman who's listening right now, want to feel heard. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. communication is, is of the essence. You know, it's other things, you know, fighting fair. Uh, you know, most people uh, in relationships don't fight fair. You know what, tr- you, you've been dating a person or been with a person for so long, you know what triggers them. You know what 
angers right. them. And so anytime right. you're in an argument, now you hit them below the belt because you know it's going to cause a particular type of response. So it's little stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more, uh, you know, it's a lot more complex than just one answer, you know, and keeping a, you know, a solid marriage, keeping a, you know, a godly, wholesome marriage. It's, it's a lot more to that, you know. So that's why people have to be taught. You know, I, I encourage people to go through premarital counseling before uh, getting married. And going through premarital must. counseling with the kids of multiple classes. Yeah. You know, not just going to meet with somebody one time. No, I need to meet with you six to eight times. We need to talk about yeah. all types of stuff. Absolutely. 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 Because with that, um, as you mentioned earlier in the show, um, it comes to what is their outlook when it comes to marriage. You know, because the thing about right. it, we all have different definitions uh, when it comes to marriage because of my, what we might have seen, you know, coming up in our household. Right. So when you're doing that premarital counseling, you can talk about um, things like that. You can talk about, you know, what is your outlook on parenting? You know, what is your outlook on even right. having kids or, or, or not wanting to have kids? And so um, a lot of that stuff has to be discussed because a lot of that I found has come up later on. After the I do's, you know, there's a lot of disagreement about, well, I didn't want children and the other one wants children. And, you know, well, I don't agree with parenting like that. And so you have a lot of things that could have been discussed prior to the I do, uh, but people, you know, kind of jump a gun and, and pre-skip the uh, premarital counseling, so I, I'm definitely an advocate for that as well. And so, uh, of course, uh, Pastor Rich, at the end of the day, when people go and they purchase, I can't keep dating like this. What do you What do you want readers um, to be able to walk away with when they when they finish reading this book? Practical application, stuff that they can apply. Uh, most pastors yeah. they write books and they're so spiritual that you got to fall in the hole to catch the revelation. <laughs> um, my my goal was practicality. Being pragmatic was important. I need some stuff yes. that people need. You know, they're, they're in it's an emergency. They need something that they can apply right now. They don't need Absolutely. stuff that they got to chew on in order to mm-hmm. and then digest in order to be able to apply to their life. So I created this book. Uh, in a, a in a way that somebody in the 11th and 12th grade can read it or somebody with a Ph.D. can read it and still get some principles, some major principles on relationships. Uh, you know, I believe that, uh, that it, it will help people. Uh, I've been getting reviews across the country, and people are saying that it, it helped them. It even helped married people yeah. who were able to, yeah. uh, to chime in listening uh, or who were able to chime in uh, and read the book. Or what have you? So Definitely. you know, I, that's, that's, that that was my purpose. That was my underlying purpose, and everything I want to do. Now I'm a sociology professor, so there'll be some books that you know that'll be pretty deep, and that that is for the intellectually astute. Uh, but you know, this one here, I wanted it uh, to be able uh, to apply to people's lives immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the great things I love about this book, um. Um, you actually have a, a, some time um, and space in here to do a little note-taking or journaling, whatever what have you, um, when right. you ask the questions, the reflection questions. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, we read stuff and we, and we, and we don't really have a clear understanding. So when you're, when you're able to read these chapters, you know, you can, you know, once the questions are uh, presented to you, you know, you're able to express, you know, what are your thoughts on that specific thing at that specific time. And so I like the fact that you can jot down notes. And it's, it's one of those books that you can go, back to and refer to, you know, over and over again, um, you know, to be able to have a book that's not going to, you know, just sit on the shelf and, and collect dust, but something that people can go back to continuously, you know, and say, hey, you know, I read this chapter on 
on such and such, you know. And so I'm I'm definitely uh, encouraging you guys to go out and support this book, purchase it, and buy it for your girlfriends, buy it for everybody. Um, everybody should definitely read it uh, because it is an excellent book. And um, Pastor Rich, I wanted you to tell the folks out here how they can connect with you um, as far as social media and also where they can go to purchase your book. Uh, I am uh, Rich Wisdom on pretty much every platform, um, <laughs> you know. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, you can uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Rich Wisdom. Uh, so just go in, follow me, uh, shout me out, let me know that you were listening today uh, or whatnot. And um, you can also order my book. Uh, we're uh, on Amazon. You can go to richenterprises.org. Uh, also, we're on uh, multiple ebook readers, uh, iBooks. We're on Amazon, Kindle, Nook, Kobo, Cobia. Awesome. Uh, we're in Garden Books, Bacon, <laughs> Taylor, East Central. Uh, we're in Clando. We're even on Esco, where you can go into your local library and get a copy of it. So uh, we're pretty all much right. all e-readers. Uh, we're in multiple languages. Uh, so uh, you can go and just, you know, like I say, go to Amazon or go to any one of those major retailers. And uh, and hopefully you're blessed by the book. Awesome, awesome. So folks, you have no excuse uh, not to not to purchase this book yes. because it is available in every shape, form, and fashion. And so, uh, Pastor Rich, I definitely want to thank you so much for coming on here. This show is definitely enlightening, refreshing, and very, very informative um, this evening. So I, I thank you that you took the time to come on here and hang out with me for a bit. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, like I say, you know, hopefully people uh, will really enjoy the book. And when I uh, drop my second one, hopefully I can come back on again. Definitely, definitely. But before you get out of here, what would be what would be Pastor Rich's uh, words of encouragement to those out there on the dating scene? Um, they're they're searching, they're they're doing those interviews. What would be your words of encouragement to them? Well, let your mess be a message because many of us, we've made mistakes in dating. So what we have to do is use those mistakes and not repeat them over and over again. It's lunacy to want to say that uh, I want something different, but I keep repeating the same type of behaviors. So I want to encourage somebody who's listening out there today to say, look, you've made some mistakes, but don't make them again. You know, log those mistakes. You know what type of person you don't want. So use that as an indicator and as a rubric in order to measure the person that God wants to bring into your life. Absolutely. 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 Great way to end out the show. And once again, thank you so much for coming on here. I definitely hope you'll come back and visit and share with us that that next book that will be uh, touching the surface soon. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You have a great rest of your evening. You too. Bless you. Bye-bye. All right. All right, you guys, that was Pastor Rich, author of I Can't Keep Dating Like This, available on Amazon uh, for you guys to go out and purchase and all of that good stuff. And so I hope you guys definitely, definitely enjoyed the show this evening. It was definitely refreshing and enlightening, you guys. Uh, So hopefully you were able to take something away uh, from the show this evening. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. But 
I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week um, and weekend, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Uh, we got Keisha Green joining us from Divas Book Incorporated. She'll be here on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, make sure you go and download our app. That's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android, and it's totally free. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and we'll see you guys next time. Come the cover of my raging sea.